you may be seated. I want to jump right into it tonight if we could, and I want you to try to imagine yourself as one of the disciples, all right? Obviously, we read verse 10, verse number 11. John has been beheaded. Obviously, they are grieving, they are mourning, they are heartbroken, probably a little bit discouraged at what's going on. The Bible says, verse 12, that after they buried his body, uh, the Bible says they came and told Jesus what was going on. And so Jesus departed thence, in verse 13. Uh, They are going away, if you will. Now, I want you to watch what's happening here. As they go away, imagine the emotions of their heart. Now, you may not be an emotional person, but I dare say tonight, there's not a one of us who would have someone as close as John to you have that happen to them and you not be shaken by that. Impossible. All right? Uh, I, I don't know uh, people that are oftentimes murdered. I see on the news. I don't know about people, maybe personally, that are kidnapped and things done like that. But I have empathy for them. And I have sympathy toward them. Why? Because that is just a horrific act. And you hate to see someone go through that kind of ordeal. And so we know their heart is broken. We know they're distraught. We know they're discouraged. And now, here come the people. All right? I'll be honest with you. If I am them, I just want to get away. If I am them, I I don't want to get busy, I don't want to be busy about the work, I want to sit, I want to mourn, I want to grieve and contemplate what has happened. But I want you to notice what Jesus does. Here comes the people, Jesus doesn't dread them. As a matter of fact, the disciples in verse 15 say, tell the folks to go, if you will. Verse 16, Jesus says, they need not depart, give ye them to eat. Uh, Here's what I want you to do. I want you to compare and contrast Jesus' reaction to the people and the disciples' reaction to the people. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I'm more like the disciples here. Uh, I don't want to talk to them. Uh, There are times I want to close the door of my office. You ever ever like that? You just want to get quiet, don't want to talk to anybody, don't want to answer your phone. You just kind of want to have your space, right? That's what I would want to do. And yet Jesus doesn't overlook the people. The Bible says they need not depart, give them to eat. Here's what's amazing. Christ looks at the people, and he wants to minister to them, and yet the disciples look at the people, and they want to overlook them. The disciples look at these people as an inconvenience. Christ looks at them and sees an opportunity. Now, folks, tonight, it's vitally important we look at how these two people, the disciples in Christ, reacted to them, because their reaction to the people is a direct result of how they viewed the people. Now, this is important tonight. I I want you to think about the word focus and the importance of the word focus. What you're focused on and the lens that you're looking through is going to have a lot to say with what you see. All right? So here are the disciples. And the disciples are in their feelings. Obviously, they are grieving. The disciples are mourning the loss of John. I mean, they have just buried their beheaded friend. And right now, their feelings are the lens they're looking through. <clears throat> they don't want to, to minister to these people. They don't have what these people need. They're just not feeling it. You ever use that phrase? Just not feeling it. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't be feeling it either. And yet Jesus is looking through a different lens. Jesus doesn't see the people as an inconvenience He sees them as an opportunity. I want to tell you something. The lens that Christ was looking through was not the lens of feeling. He was looking through the lens of faith. Can I tell you tonight, if you look through the lens of feeling, it's going to distort your vision. If we look through the lens of how we feel and our circumstances, the image is going to be blurry. 
But as a child of God, if we look at the surroundings and circumstances that God has placed us in, and we look through the lens of faith, things become more clear about the will of God for our life. Now, let me give you an example. <clears throat> I asked Brother Jonathan to bring these up here. These are my hunting binoculars, okay? Uh, I take them out there. That way I can see if there's any horns on their head, you know, trying to see if there's one. That, yeah, I think I see a little nub that is there. <clears throat> Something interesting about these is they have these, this dial here in the middle. And what this dial does is it helps bring things in clearer, all right? If I don't have it in on focus and I look at the deer, all I see is this brownish, grayish blob moving through uh, the bushes. But when I start to zoom it in and get a clearer focus, well, then things become apparent to me. They become clear to me. Now, here's what I want you to see tonight. As a Christian, oftentimes in life, our circumstances get things out of focus. And if we look out of focus, things are going to look off to us. Rather than see people as an opportunity, we're going to see people as an inconvenience. By the way, uh, that's something that's very easy to do. Maybe somebody needs your help. Maybe there's a phone call. And you look down, why are they bothering me right now? I don't feel like that. But when we look through the lens of faith rather than overlook people, we see them the way that Christ saw them as an opportunity. I remember <clears throat> years ago when my dad got glasses. We were working on the same job, Mr. McCraney's job, if I remember correctly, out from Lone Star, Mississippi. And dad got bifocals. Uh, I'm not there. Thank the Lord. I'm not there. If I ever get there, I'll still thank the Lord. I just won't like it, okay? I remember we were putting rafters in Mr. McCraney's house. And we, we hear this noise, this crash. We didn't know what it was. I mean, dad is as nimble as a cat up on a roof. And all of a sudden, dad went to take a step on a ceiling joist, but he had his bifocals on. And lo and behold, he stepped on a step that wasn't there. And that meant he fell. All right, so what he was looking through distorted his vision. He saw something that was not there, and he fell. Thank he did survive. In case you're wondering that, yes, yeah, some of you are looking worried. He did survive, all right? What you look through affects how you act, and it affects how you see things. As a Christian, if we look through the lens of feelings, we are going to see things differently than if we look through the lens of faith. Now, God wants us to walk by what? By faith. Do not put on the bifocals of feeling. Why? They will deceive you. They will let you down. We need to view things as Christ did. I'll give you an example and I'll jump into it tonight. 2 Kings chapter 6, don't need to turn there. Remember Elisha at Dothan. Here they are, camped out at Dothan. Here comes the army and surrounds them. The servant gets off and he goes out there and he says, oh dear. He sees the army that is there to take them captive. I probably would have said the same thing. He's fearful. Do you know what fear is? It's an emotion of the flesh. All right? So here comes Elisha. <clears throat> I say this every time. I've always pictured him carrying a cup of coffee. Why? Because I believe godly men drink coffee, right? So he comes out of his tent. He has his cup of coffee. This is paraphrasing. That's not in there. That's the way I picture it, okay? He comes out, and he's scared to death. This guy is scared to death. And Elisha says, Lord, watch this. Open his eyes. Open his eyes. Now, it wasn't as if his physical eyes were not open. He wanted him to see through the lens of faith, to see what God was doing. Can you imagine how you would feel then when you saw the mountains full of horses and chariots of fire? Oh, it would change everything based on the lens you're looking through. 
So tonight, we're going to look at this thought of allowing faith to bring focus. Tonight, I believe, listen, all of us need to look at this life and what we're living through in this world, and we need to look through the lens of faith. If you look through the lens of feelings, you're going to be fearful. If you look through the lens of feelings, you're going to be doubtful. If you look through the lens of our feelings and our circumstances, what's going to happen? You're going to get discouraged, and you're going to doubt, and you're going to quit, and you're going to be fearful. And yet Christ doesn't want us to look through that. He wants us to look through the lens of faith. Here's what I want to help you with tonight. I want to show you how your faith can bring life into focus. Right now, we're looking at what's going on around our world and in our country and, and think we don't understand. But if we viewed it through the lens of faith, let's dial it in. Let's get focused in through our faith. I believe tonight God's going to help us uh, see his will in all of this. So let's jump, if we could, right into this. If you look down... The Bible says in verse number 14, and Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. The Bible says it got evening time. The disciples come to him and says they, they need to have food. Give them some food. In verse 16, Jesus says, no, they need not depart. Give ye them to eat. Now, hear me out tonight. Can you imagine how they felt? We have three families in our church right now grieving the loss of a loved one. Can you imagine the loss of someone executed, a man of God, executed for the cause of Christ over nothing else than someone that was dancing and he has his head lifted off of his shoulders. They are grieving, they are distraught, they are tired. And here's what I want you to see. Christ never loses focus. Never. Christ sees the people, he sees the need, he sees the opportunity. Here's what I want you to see. When you allow faith to bring focus in your life, it'll help you. Watch this. When the work makes you weary. Here they are, been doing the will of God, and now John's lost his head. But if you allow your faith to bring focus in your life, watch this. It'll keep you going when the work makes you weary. I think tonight, look, it's not a far stretch to realize that the work had made them weary. They're doing the will of God. They're following Christ. They're being faithful to Christ. And now their friend John has had his head taken off. And can you imagine? Here comes all these people. <laughs> I couldn't help but think about this this afternoon. The people they've been ministering to, they followed them. You ever feel like sometimes your problems follow you? What was that Winnie the Pooh said? I'm a, that little dark rain cloud. You ever feel like that? You know, bless her heart, Miss Haley, one of our teachers, I pulled up, was it on Monday? She had her second tire flat in two weeks. That's not one of you, is it? Not one of our guys. You know, Miss Haley, not to be, I just thought about that. Some of you just look guilty all of a sudden. We'll talk after the service. I hope that wasn't them. You feel like a little black rain cloud is following you? Can you imagine the disciples? We just want to get away. We just want to have time to mourn and to grieve. And now here come the people following us. And yet Jesus never loses focus. What does Jesus say? They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And I'll tell you tonight, I have no doubt their hearts were heavy. They've been working hard, serving God, and now all of a sudden John's dead. Now here comes all these people. In the midst of their weariness, they lose focus. They lose focus. Do you know what ministry is all about. One of the first lessons I remember learning from mom and dad as a kid in ministry, ministry is about people. It's not the mechanics. 
It's not all the day-to-day things that have to be done. Ministry, simply put, is about people. Christ never lost focus on that. Here come the people. He didn't see them as a problem. He saw them as an opportunity. But here's what I need you to see tonight. Sometimes in our weariness, weariness causes us to lose focus. And we don't realize the opportunities that are right there in front of us. Why does the Bible say in Galatians 6, be not weary in well-doing? I say this probably on a daily basis. Do you know why it says be not weary in well-doing? Because you can get weary in well-doing. You get weary, you get tired, we're serving God, we're trying to be faithful, and now my friend John has been executed, and when you get weary, you lose focus. But wait a minute, what does the rest of Galatians 6, 9 say? Be not weary in well-doing, but it goes on to say, and oh, I love this, for in due season we shall what? Reap if we faint not. Now here's what's amazing, that season is in the future. That season is later. How do you see that season in the future? By faith. The way that you don't get weary in well-doing when you're serving God and all of a sudden you have tough times and next thing you know the problems are following you around. What do you do? You don't get weary. Why? Because when you get weary, you lose your focus. The term not feeling it is something I think we're all going to go through at some point or another. Can I just tell you something? We're really not supposed to feel it anyway. We're supposed to faith it. All right? He said, I'm not feeling it today. I don't feel like being a witness today. I don't feel like being a testimony today. There are days I don't feel like preaching. And there's probably days you don't feel like me preaching either. Amen? Amen. Where's Brother Richard at? He'd amen that one. I'm just not feeling it today. I don't feel like being a godly dad today. I don't feel like being a godly husband today. Listen to me. If you look through the lens of your feeling, you'll not serve God very faithfully. But if you look through the lens of faith that, hey, I don't feel it today, but I can faith it today. There's a phrase in our society, fake it till you make it. Could we change that on the church side a little bit? Why don't we faith it till we make it? Why don't we faith it? Lord, I don't want to be weary in my well-doing. Well, how do I not get weary? Stay focused on the future that we will reap if we faint not. You see, when faith brings focus, it does it when we're weary of our work. Hebrews chapter 11, I'm not going to turn there tonight. I read it this afternoon, went back, looked at all the things that were done. What does the Bible say? By faith. By faith. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Moses. How did they do? Moses was looking for something not in the present. He was looking for something in the future. How did Moses not get weary? I think you can see frustration in Moses, can't you? I think it's okay to get frustrated as a Christian, right? I sure hope so, right? Amen. It's all right to get frustrated as a Christian. But how do you not get weary? It's a matter of focus. They lost their focus when they got weary. They lost their focus. They saw people as an inconvenience rather than an opportunity. That ought to be a red flag to you. My little light just dinged on my car this week. Dong, dong, dong. Time for an oil change. Time for an oil change. I just changed my oil. Time for another oil change. That little light reminds me, all right, there's service needed. Can I tell you what a little a light is in your heart as a child of God? When you begin to lose focus on why God left us here and who God's called us to serve, that lets us know that the weariness of the work has has taken away some of our, our focus, all right? At some point, our faith has got to exceed how we feel, okay? You're not always going to feel like it like they didn't feel like it, but Christ never lost focus. Why? Because that's what he was there to do. Jeremiah 17, 9, we know it, don't we? The Bible says our heart is deceitful above all things. You know, we're not talking about the muscle that pumps blood. 
We're talking about the seat of our mind and our emotions. If you're not careful, that thing will try to take over the show. Well, I just don't feel like it. I, I just don't feel, I'm not in the mood to serve God. Can I tell you, do not take advice from your heart. I know Jiminy Cricket said it. You know, trust your heart, listen to your heart, believe your heart. No, no, no. Your heart's desperately wicked. We cannot trust our feelings. We cannot trust our emotions. Why? They're deceitful. They'll lie to you. Here the disciples are. They're looking at these people and say, God, send them away. Christ, send them away. What happened? Their focus had been tainted by their feelings. Proverbs 28, 26. The Bible says, when we trust in our own heart, we're a fool. We're trusting our own heart. We're a fool. I want you to think about the, the man with the one talent tonight. And I'm going to hurry so we can get to, I can get to these things right quick. The man that had that one talent, where did he lose focus? Where did he lose focus? He says, I knew that you reap where you haven't sown. And he gave this whole long spill. He says, watch this. And I was afraid. And I went and I buried it in the earth. When did he lose focus? When he started looking through the lens of his feelings. And I, I feel afraid, and I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up, and I'm going to do it wrong. And you know what? I'm just going to go bury this in the earth. Here, here's what you have coming. That's where he lost focus. Listen to me tonight, folks. If we're not careful, fear will rob us of the opportunity to serve God. Fear will. It robbed the man of one town. Here's the disciples. They're missing out on this opportunity of all these people. Why? Because they're being guided by their feelings. They're not feeling it right now. Why? John has just died. Hey, I understand. I believe tonight, man, that's a good reason to take a couple of days off. But Christ never lost focus. He says they need not depart. Have you ever been scared? Have you ever been scared? Come on, let's be honest so our kids will know we're telling the truth. Got one on the front row tonight raising his hand. Amen. All right, I've been scared too. Isn't it amazing what you'll do when you're scared? All right? I am sure there's some good stories in this room tonight of things you've done when you were scared. I remember not long after I got married, I jumped out of the bathroom to scare Leslie. I'm lucky to be alive. Lucky to be alive. You know, she grew up with bro a brother, man, and he tortured her. And, uh, and, and man, I'm going to tell you something. I scared her. Now, she loves me and I love her. I'd lay down in front of a train for that woman. But at that moment, she was about to take my life. About to take my life. What happened? I scared her. And she was doing something she normally wouldn't do. Have you ever been scared you ran out of your house? Ran out of your, and then forgot you in your pajamas? And you're standing out there in your front yard and your neighbors are laughing at you. And yes, you'll be on social media. You say, well, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. Why? You got scared. And when you live in the lens and look through the lens of our emotions and our feelings, what happened? You'll find yourself doing things you never thought you would do. Real quickly, David and Bathsheba, where did he lose focus? Where did he lose his focus? He lost his focus when he started looking through the lens of his feelings. At Bathsheba on that roof, on that roof. You see, your feelings will lead you wrong. Your flesh will lead you wrong. You can't trust it tonight. Here's what Christ is saying. Watch. They are weary from their work. But Christ never lost focus. He says, they need not depart. I think about the prophet Jeremiah. Prophet Jeremiah wanted to quit, and he says, you know what? I'm not going to speak of his name anymore. You know what happened? And he'd been in the fight, got up in his fields all of a sudden, and now he just wants to quit. Can I tell you something? If it could happen to Jeremiah and David, guess what? You and I don't stand a chance tonight if we don't start looking through the lens of faith. So what will allowing faith to bring focus do? It'll help us when the work makes us weary. I want you to notice the second thing tonight. 
you look down, the Bible says in verse 15, and when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place, and the time is now past, send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. Do you know what the disciples are saying? Christ, Lord, we, we don't want to deal with it right now. Let's not even worry about this right now. Let's send them along their way. And what does Jesus say? Give ye them to eat. Could, could we just look at their humanity for a second and say, that's probably not what they wanted to hear. We came to get away from the burden of it all. We just needed some quiet time from it all. And now here's Jesus saying, give ye them to eat. What is he saying? He's saying, do the work. Here's the disciples. They don't want to try. But wait a minute. When you allow faith to bring focus, it'll do it, number two tonight, when the temptation is not to try. Faith will bring focus when the temptation is not to try. Now, I believe in verse 15, if you'll look, you'll see a logical response, not a spiritual response. What are they saying? It's getting late. We don't have much to eat. And we need to send the people away. You know, that's a red flag for you tonight when we start thinking logically over spiritually. Now, look, I think you ought to think logically. I think more people ought to try it, right? Especially when they're driving. I mean, hmm, some folks should really, really go back and take that test again. Because I don't think they would get their license renewed if they got to take the test again. All right? I have no problem with thinking logically. But here they are, watch. They're allowing their logic to overshadow what God wants to do. They're saying, Jesus, listen to me. They're just better off. Send them along their way. We don't want to handle this. We don't want to work on that right now. Here's what I want you to get out of this tonight. Be careful that circumstances don't talk you out of what faith talked you into. Don't let circumstances talk you out of what faith talked you into. See, what do you mean by that? What I mean is if you look through the lens of circumstance and feeling, you will talk yourself out of the will of God for your life. They looked at the circumstances. We don't have a whole lot of bread. They looked at the fact that it was late in the evening. They thought to themselves, you know what? Let's send them away. And they allowed the circumstances to cloud their judgment when if just by faith they had trusted Christ, they would have had a wonderful opportunity to see God work without having him to tell them what they were supposed to do. You think about Peter when he walked on water. You know what got Peter out of the boat? What got Peter out of the boat? It's faith. Faith got him out of the boat. Lord, bid me come to thee on the water. And Jesus said, come. And faith got him out of the boat. You know what got him under the water? Fear. Fear. Fear will talk you out of the will of God. Fear will talk you out of what God wants to do in your life. Fear will keep you from trusting God to do what only God could do in your life. That's what fear will do. But faith will let you see God work. But you've got to look through the lens of faith. What is God wanting to do? What does God want to do with my life? What does God want to do with my family? Hebrews chapter 12. I love the language of this. What does the Bible say? Seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Did you notice that? Seeing we were compassed about. You know what he's saying? <clears throat> the heroes of the faith, Hebrews chapter 11, they've gone up to the great grandstands of heaven. They've run their race. They have finished it. Now here you and I are down here on, the, on this earth running our race. The Bible says you need to get your attention and your focus upon those seeing that we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Our focus has got to be up there. He said, well, I don't see anybody anywhere. Number one, that's a good thing, okay? 
Because if you did see something, we need to talk after the service. I'm glad you don't see anything. But can I tell you something? By faith, we can see them. Abraham is there. Joshua's there. David's there. They're in the grandstands of heaven. Their race is over. But yet our race is still to be run, and we run it by faith. We can't see it. We can't hear them. But tonight, if our faith will focus us on the will of God, what happens? Well, you'll be willing to try what God says that you can do. I've talked with our, our graduates uh, a lot lately, our seniors. They're excited about it, ready to get on to the next step of their life, and I'm excited for them. Uh, and boy, think about what God has planned for them is something exciting, isn't it? Mom and Dad, you're just ready to get them out of the house, right? You're just ready for them to go and get off the grocery bill. You're so excited uh, for them just to move on in that next phase of their life. I was talking to a couple of them the other day. And I says, oh, if you just had a glimpse of what God has planned for you, if you just let God stir your heart, what God wants to do through your life and through the breath that he's given you. Oh, can I tell you something? There is no fulfillment like that. If you ever let a soul to Christ, there's no fulfillment like that. It's not a fulfillment that you will get out of television or any type of entertainment. It is something spiritual deep down inside. But if you're not careful, if you look through the lens of circumstance and feeling and emotion, you know what happens? It'll talk you out of trying. You won't even try. That's why more disciples stayed in the boat than got out of the boat. Number two tonight, allowing faith to bring focus. What will it do? Well, it'll bring focus when the temptation is not to try. If you're not careful, if you're not careful, you'll overlook the opportunities because you're looking through the wrong lens. I want to end on a high note tonight before we go. If you look down, the Bible says in verse 18, he says, bring them hither to me. He said, bring me the bread, bring me the fish. Commanded them to sit down. The Bible says he blessed them. Verse number eight, uh, 19. Verse 20, watch this. The Bible says, and they all did eat. They did all eat and were filled. Can you imagine tonight what would have happened if they hadn't got their focus right? Imagine if they would have stayed focused in on their feelings and what they thought and what they were going through. Imagine if they thought, you know what, we're not even going to try this because there's not enough bread. Thank God they finally started looking through the lens of faith. And tonight I want to end on a high note. You ought to allow faith to bring focus in your life until you see what God said. Until you see what God said. Notice, he said in verse number 16, give ye them to eat. And now finally in verse number 20, the Bible says they did all eat. You see, when you allow faith to bring focus to the circumstances you're in, you just remain faithful until you see what God says. God says give them all to eat. God says feed them. I don't know how we're going to feed them. I don't know how this is going to happen, but I'm looking forward to faith, but what God wants to do. Tonight, do we really realize tonight that there's an almighty God in heaven who is not limited by our circumstances? Do we realize that? Do we believe that tonight? At some point, we've got to decide, do I believe that God is God and that God sits on the throne and there's nothing out of the reach of God, that his hand is still not shortened, that it cannot save, and that I believe tonight that what thus saith the Lord will come to pass. What did he say? He says, give ye them to eat. Tonight, when you allow faith to bring focus to your life, can I tell you, you ought to just remain faithful until you see what God said. Whatever God said, just remain faithful till you see it. Why? Because God is faithful. You say, but circumstances are bad. Doesn't matter. God is faithful. 
You say, well, I can't do it. Doesn't matter. God is faithful. And what will we be faithful until? Well, until we finally see what God has said. Psalms 27, 13. Oh, what a wonderful verse. The Bible says, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I had fainted unless I believed. What is that? That's faith. You're going to faint. You're going to lose focus if you don't decide, I believe. I believe what he said. You know, if you're saved here tonight, do you know how you got saved? For by grace are you saved through faith. How that happens, I don't know. When you die, and God separates your body from your soul. I mean, it's got to be fast. I mean, you know, I'm not afraid of heights, but it's a long way between here and there. I'm going to close my eyes all the way up. I don't know how it happens, but I just believe it. What did Paul say on the ship in the midst of the storm? I believe God, and I'm going to believe it until I see what he said. I believe tonight our church would be so changed that our city would be changed. I believe our state would be changed if we believed it until we saw it. The song, It Is Well With My Soul, what does the verse say? Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight. Why don't we decide tonight, you know what? I'm not going to look through the lens of feelings and the lens of the flesh and the lens of the fight. I'm going to look through the lens of faith tonight. Why? Because I want to see all that God said. Isn't that what kept Caleb going? He had a mountain on, in his mind. God said, I could have that mountain. There's a mountain that's mine. And you guys, you other ten spies, you can go on about your way. And you can quit and, and die in the wilderness. But I want the mountain that God says I can have. He kept seeing that God had promised him, hey, this is going to be yours. And he had faith until he saw it. There were days, I'm going to tell you, I'm sure that maybe that mountain would seem like a distant memory. You ever claimed a verse of scripture? I remember when my daughter was born, Proverbs 22.6 was one that I squeezed the ink out of. Never had a kid before. Thinking to myself, man, I'm not a perfect parent. I'm not a perfect dad. I'm not a perfect man. I'm not a perfect preacher. Lord, I, I don't want to. You ever have that thought, I don't want to mess my kid up? You ever have that feeling, Lord, just please don't help me. Don't ruin them. Man, I would go back to this book, train up a child, train up a child. It seems so simple, but that's what he said. At some point, you got to decide, do I believe it? Do I believe it? Now, folks, tonight, God is faithful. And just as he told the disciples, if you notice, verse 16, he says, give them to eat. It took them four verses later, but the Bible says, and they did all eat. One of my favorite stories I heard years ago was about a man by the name of Frank Jenner. Frank Jenner was the Australian evangelist that um, became famous because he would stand out on George Street and he would pass out tracts, pass out tracts and pass out tracts on George Street in Australia. And the story goes <clears throat> that there was a pastor in London, uh, Francis Dixon was his name. And Francis Dixon had all these preachers and missionaries coming to his church in England. And it was amazing how many of those people said, I got saved because someone, a little old man on George Street in Australia gave me a gospel tract. After a while, Pastor Dixon heard so many stories about people getting saved by that man on George Street in Australia that he went to Australia to meet the man, Brother Jenner. He'd gotten saved out of the Navy, 28 years. He'd stood out there passing out tracks, passing out tracks. 
Pastor Dixon goes up to Mr. Jenner and he says, Mr. Jenner, I just had to come meet you because of all the people that I've heard that have gotten saved through your ministry. True story. Mr. Jenner began to weep. He says, I'm so thankful that you shared that with me because as far as I know, I've never won one. Never won one. Over 100,000 people that he had personally witnessed to on George Street and never seen one convert that he knew of. And yet all over the world, Pastor Dixon said, there's missionaries, pastors serving all over the world that were saved because of the ministry of a man standing on George Street passing out a tract. You know, those circumstances of not seeing one saved out of 100,000 would make me want to quit. If I look through the lens of circumstances, I would say it's not worth it. Don't even try anymore. Don't get up. Don't go back out there. Quit. But by faith, he just trusted God that he's going to put the seed out there. He's going to plant the seed. And watch, the power's not in the preacher. The power's in the seed. It's the word of God. And God honored his word. Tonight, I want you to understand that you and I are just like those disciples. Our circumstances can cause us to lose our focus. Our fears, our flesh, our fight, like in Jeremiah's case, it'll help you, it'll help you lose focus real quick and you'll not realize the opportunities that are there. But Christ shows us an example. He never lost focus. Tonight, by way of invitation, oh, how wonderful it would be if we let God do some eye adjustments on us a little bit to help make sure we're looking through the lens of faith, not feeling, not frustration, not flesh, not fight. I didn't mean from all to be Fs. It just happens that way over years as a preacher, right? Let's look through the lens of faith tonight and let God do through us what we can't do through ourselves. Amen. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Let's stop there. Tonight, when you look at people, do you see an inconvenience or an opportunity? That'll help you to know tonight whether or not we're looking through the lens of feelings and flesh or we're looking through the lens of faith. My prayer tonight is that God would help us to be able to look through the lens of faith, to keep our focus, and to accomplish through his power and his will what we can of ourselves. Father, thank you tonight, Lord, that in spite of circumstance, where these disciples had buried John, and Father, they're grieving, their heart is heavy. Well, the circumstances aren't good, and yet we see Christ never losing focus. He is our example. Now, I pray tonight you would help us in this world that is troubling Lord, we look around us and the country that we love, Lord, it seems is is quickly slipping away and becoming something that we we don't want it to become. And Father, that's easy to get us down and distraught and and burdened. And Father, just want to get away and not even try anymore as the disciples were. Father, help us follow the example of Christ. Lord, help us to see through the eyes of faith that, Lord, in the midst of the circumstance, there was great opportunity. And Lord, help us to trust you to do what only you can do. Help us, Father, be faithful until we see all that you said. For by trusting in your word, bless this invitation tonight, for it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together, our heads bowed, eyes closed, just for a few minutes. Our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. How's your focus tonight? Has your fear, your flesh, your fight, has it distorted your vision to where you don't have faith as you ought to have tonight? Why don't we just trust God? I'm just going to trust God tonight. Our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Our pianist is playing. Let's just take some time at the altar. Let's make sure our vision is what it ought to be.
faith will bring things back into focus. When you're weary of the work, let faith bring it back into focus. Faith will bring it into focus when you're tempted not to try. Let faith bring things back into focus. Faith will bring in focus tonight until you see what he said. Why don't you take a promise out of the pages of the word of God and believe it until you see what God said. I'm not going to let circumstances cause me to doubt what God said. By faith, I'm going to believe it until I see it. Christ never lost focus. He said, this is the example I'm setting for you. Don't lose focus. Don't let circumstance, adversity, fear, doubt, do not let that cause you to lose focus. Keep your eyes on what God wants to do. You don't have to know how he's going to multiply the bread and the fish. Just trust him. Just trust him. opportunity to have a spiritual eye exam. Let's get our focus right tonight. Our focus right. think about the disciples tonight they didn't know how he was going to do it they didn't know when he was going to do it they didn't know why he was going to do it they didn't have to all they had to do is have faith that he would you know why sometimes we get discouraged and fearful and doubtful is because we're trying to figure out the whys the winds and the hows and those are not for us to decide Matthew chapter 6 he says take no thought those are my things to figure out you just seek ye first that means hey you just trust me you follow me and watch what I'll do and I'm thankful tonight he does the hard part you talk to this missionary tonight I'm sure he can stand by his table as a matter of fact in a moment they'll come over sit down and talk with them I'm sure they can share story after story of how God provided for them they just went God took care of the rest Tonight, I'm thankful faith can bring things back into focus for us. It'll still our heart. It'll keep us from fainting. And oh, the day that we see God work, you see God come through and God honor his word, I'll promise you there's nothing like it. Amen. Good to see you tonight. Uh, I was worried all of our, our workers going out tonight and our kids going out to master clubs. I was worried. I was like, man, there's going to be like five people in there to preach to. Uh, but I'm glad you're here tonight. Amen. Wednesday night's important. It's good for people to see you here. That encourages them. Good to see our teenagers here. And uh, you be sure to let them know how good it is to see them on a Wednesday night. Looking forward to Sunday. Don't forget your prayer list. Pray for our people. Make some contact this week. Those folks that are sick, those folks that are grieving, get in touch with them. Let them know we love them. Amen. Brother Zach, dismiss us, please.
Hallelujah, what a Savior. Hallelujah, what a Savior. Hallelujah. 